I'm on Skype with Andrew Vick, a, a constant, continuing contributor to this podcast in both information and stories. And Andrew, it's been a while since we talked. I'll have to go look look it up, but it's been at least a year, I think, since we've talked. And uh, yeah, I think you, a year or so. Yeah, and you've moved out of Croatia. So let's start out with uh, an overview of what you decided to do this summer and why. Yeah, yeah, that is the big news for me this year. Um, and uh, just to bring your listeners up to date, so I have an old. It's a it's an Islander thirty six built in 1976 um, that I bought in Pisa, Italy in 2008. And in 2008, I sailed all around the Western Med and ended up in Split, Croatia at the end of that summer. And I've been based in Split, or had been based in Split, uh, all the way until uh, early this summer. So that's the deal on me, on my boat. I guess I've been on your podcast, what, since a decade ago? We were talking about Albania, I think, about 10 years ago. So, so I'm like you, I kind of, um, I go over in the summer or what you have been doing anyway, I go over the summer, get about typically six weeks of sailing in and otherwise the boat just kind of sits on the hard. Um, yeah. So I departed again, hopped on a flight. I live in San Francisco, you know, not too close, not too far from where you are in Salt Lake. Um, but yeah, hop on a flight, go over to Croatia, you know, kind of get the boat ready, get a bunch of friends lined up. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's my annual summer gig. So, uh, yeah, so this year I, yeah, went over there, got in the water, set sail around July 13th, and yeah, and the big difference this year was I was in fact yeah heading out, gonna ready to uh, explore new new parts of the Med, this, with some regret actually, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> well, Andrew, you've you've always put up your KMZ files, and I've linked to them on your website because I can't seem to upload them into WordPress and have them download. But you always have given me links to be able to download it off your website, which I hope you do for this as well. Because I've had people write me and say, hey, where are the KMZ files? And for some reason, WordPress doesn't let me upload a KMZ file, but I can put a link to where a KMZ file is. And that's where I've always, what I've always done for you. And I've got your, uh, your Google Earth open and your Route 4 last summer sitting in front of me. And... Uh, yeah, you uh, you left from Split, but not actually Split, the town of Troger. And you've been in the same marina there. Isn't that the ACI marina in Troger that you've been at for many, many years then? It is, actually. So Troger is kind of a suburb of Split. Um, it's a super cute town, also UNESCO town, as Split is. Uh, and in fact, Split Airport is, is basically in Troger. So it's been the perfect spot. To, to have the boat, you know, for crew come for me myself to fly in too, um, and for crew to come in. So, and I've been in both the ACI Marina, which is the original marina, and then about seven years ago, about 2015, they built a brand new marina just next to the ACI Marina. This very vast, clean, beautiful boatyard slash marina. So I transitioned over to that um, at some point. But yeah, but I, in, since 2008, I've been in either one or the other of those marinas there in, in Trogir. So, and great spot to be, but not cheap though, either, you know, it's definitely, you know, they know they've got a good thing going. So it's uh, it's a little high for the Med. Yeah. And uh, and even high for Croatia, which is high for the Med in general. So yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. I I looked at that and I said, I can't quite stomach the price of leaving my boat there. So I've always left my boat. uh, I've been in ACI Dubrovnik many years. I've been in ACI... 
Oh, Tress, one year. I think those are the two places I've been primarily in Croatia. I don't think I've wintered anywhere else in Croatia. But uh, what was going through your mind that uh, pulled you away from Croatia in your initial planning for the summer? You know, I guess mostly to see something new. I felt I was a bit on a repeat cycle where kind of flying in, landing every summer, you know, and, and you know, some summers I would sail north from Trogir or Split and then back and some summers south, but then back to Trogir or across to Italy or some combination of that. And I'd kind of, I felt like I'd pretty much seen it. And there's a lot to see. Um, but I felt like I had covered it all and I was becoming kind of more of a tour guide. I was super happy sharing it all with, you know, friends, you know, family, acquaintances who, who come and sail with me. Um, so it was awesome, but I felt more like a guide. I wasn't really exploring and, and experiencing anything new myself. So I guess, and, and as a sailor, you want that. I mean, that's part of voyaging, right? It's kind of a, you know, discovering new places and, Although being familiar with the place is amazing because when friends come, it was seamless. I mean, I knew the best spots. I knew the timing. I, I knew, I, I mean, I had it all dialed in. So my friends had a great, you know, really, you know, smooth time. Um, but yeah, I guess I was just missing, you know, missing newness, you know, you know, that time when you kind of pull miss, into a Missing the adventure of having a boat. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I know right. in the time you've been in Croatia, I've been to Croatia, back to Turkey, back to Croatia. Now I'm on Spain, but yeah, in all that time, you've been there, and done, and I and I look at your tracks over the years, and I thought, geez, there's still so many places I've never seen in Croatia, but I, and I, at this point in time, I probably never will. But uh, right. you know, you're right. There's so much to see, but uh, for me, it's always been about trying to find something new, so I'm not bored. You know, I I, I have to admit it. I get to. I, after being in Greece for so many years, I got tired of pulling into picture-perfect little harbors, you know, just boring. Another picture-perfect little Greek harbor, mm-hmm, which right. is uh, which is sad. <laughs> that doesn't mm-hmm. excite you that much anymore. So, <laughs> and you probably felt did, the same way in Croatia, too. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like spoiled child effect, right? I mean, here, I mean, my friends would come. And, and honestly, you know, the recent years I wasn't here, we are. We're, you know, cruising along the islands and... My friends are just, you know, oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, to me, it's just kind of normal, I guess, at that point. And that's a shame when something becomes too normal as a sailor, right? We want to we want to explore. That's right. So. Yeah, I'm zoomed in on Tro- Trogir, I guess is how you pronounce it. And I never noticed, but it looks like there's a big boat yard on the other side of the marina over there. And a big dry dock for mega yachts to pull in on. So, yeah, never Trogir noticed that is, before. Is, is, um, yeah, you know, the split Trogir, I mean, this is a massive boating base, and it's 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 mostly charter. I mean, they're just, they're, the charter marinas are massive. The marina I'm in is a charter marina. So most of the boats floating on the pontoons are are, are charter boats. And in fact, they're so packed with charter boats that, that a transient, a cruiser, could not pull in to Trogir on a Friday, because that's the big, you know, charter turnover day, you know, Friday night into Saturday. I mean, every spot is spoken for, so they they rarely can even squeeze in a, a transient boat on a Friday. So, on the flip side, the rest of the week, even in high, high, high season in August, you know, all these you know charter marinas and Trogir, Split, Dubrovnik, they have they're wide open all week long. So, so that's kind of a good point for a cruiser, anyone planning maybe a multi-week charter, is that you know, and aside from Friday and Saturday, you can get into these places. You know, don't have to book or anything. There's always going to be a spot. 
in the big charter bases. Just don't go on the weekends. Yeah, that's it. And that's why I noticed in in Shibinik as well that uh, I needed to have some engine work done, and I was pulling in on a, I guess it was a Monday or Tuesday, so they had room, but they said you got to get out of here by Friday. So they they told me in no uncertain terms that yeah, I could stay for a while, but I couldn't stay for a week. I had to get out of there right. before then. So. Yeah. And if you come in on a Thursday, the first first thing they're going to ask is, "Hey, how many nights do you need?" And if you say anything more than one, they say, "No, can't do it," or or that you, yeah, they could only give you one night. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. And I'm looking here, and I see there's a marina on the other side of the bridge too, on the uh, east side of the bridge. But that looks like it's most for power boats and uh, little local boats. It looks like on that side. Yeah. That little marina, yeah, and it's almost bridge locked. Um, I, I know a guy, a local, who keeps a sailboat there, and he has some problems getting out of the new bridge that's just to the east of him. So. Oh yeah, there is another bridge there, isn't there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there is, which isn't opening uh, well as well as promised. <laughs> it was supposed to open regularly, but they're having some technical challenges. And this guy actually told me that they one point had a crane lift a boat over the bridge because <laughs> someone really had to get in for the winter and couldn't get back to their their slip so yeah all right well let's start out with the adventure and uh i'm following you on your track on on google earth and so it yeah, looks like so. on the, the 13th of july you headed out yeah a couple of buddies uh hopped aboard yeah went shopping did all that uh, the boatyard, these are super, I was really flattered, you know, when I, I kind of broke the news of the boatyard that it wasn't coming back and nicest people in the, in the front office. And I was, I was leaving. I didn't know this, but, but they were all at the, you know, up at the head of the pontoon waving and cheering, probably not happy I was leaving, but they were just giving me a really nice, really nice send off, which was really flattering. Just the, the nicest people. So, um, but sailed out and, uh, yeah, so generally I was leaving the Adriatic. So that generally means that, you know, going you know, southeast out of the Adriatic, and of course, you know, stopped everywhere. You know, one of one of my usual stops is the island of uh, Var or Var H V A R, and that's always a fun stop. It's um, yeah, such a cool town, right? Everything from backpackers to billionaires. It's 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 really probably the most popular island in Croatia, and it's 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 great fun. And so we t- we tied up in the center of town and. You got your hula hula bar and your carpe diem bar, and yeah, just it's just a, a beautiful setting. A little chaotic, you know, just boats coming in and out, big yachts, you know, two hundred and fifty footers coming into this tiny harbor. So, so that's that's always a blast. I noticed before you got there that you stayed at least one or one night up in uh, up in north of Havar. Maybe you just went in there and circled around for a while, but it looks like a very narrow spot to anchor there. You up uh, up at the north of the island of Avar. You pull into a little inlet. I did spend just, a night there. Yeah, oh, you did. Okay. If, if you see those little, and I encourage your readers if you get a chance to uh, download the KMV file that uh, Franz will put in the show notes. I think. But every time you see that little yellow thumbtack, that's a place that uh, that I likely spent the night. So. So you spent two nights here. It looks like then, yeah, fourteenth well, and fifteenth, yeah. Or maybe you left the 15th. Yeah, maybe you stayed the 14th and left the 15th. Yeah. But boy, it doesn't look like there's much room for more than one or two boats in there. That's a tight, it's actually a cool little anchorage. I think it's called Parja or P A R J A. And it's a a neat little spot. And you more or less have to take a line ashore. There's not a whole lot of room for, for many boats to swing. 
So we, we had a line ashore. In fact, that night we partnered up. A buddy of mine was sailing around on a cat that he had chartered, and uh, he and his Burning Man friends <laughs> threw, threw quite a party. So we actually wrapped it up with them and uh, had, uh, yeah, had some interesting fun. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've anchored it a couple. Now, that one obviously doesn't have a paid mooring. You could actually anchor there for free, one of the few spots that you probably could then. You know, if you if you're ready to you know take a you know a couple of stern lines to shore tied mm-hmm. to a rock or something, um, I'd say the free anchorages opportunities are li- unlimited in Croatia. You know, there's there are good spots everywhere. It's mostly the you know, a lot of bays you know have been filled with buoys, of course, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. some bays famously the locals might have some kind of concession where even if you anchor, they might come and and, and charge you money. Yeah, I've so. I've been hit by that actually on the island of Havar, a couple uh, couple bays over, and uh, I was outside the buoy field and I had a line right ashore, and then the guy that had the concession came out to me and said, "Oh, you can't anchor there," and I said, "Well, where can I anchor?" And he pointed out where the boundaries were, so I had to pull up and move over to where I was out of his concession boundaries, but it wasn't obvious uh, when you pulled in, so they were really. And I think there actually is some uh, Google Earth overlays that you might have turned me on to, which, uh, which will out- actually outline the concessions. But, of course, I didn't have my computer with me. I was just going off what I could see from the shore. And uh, so I've been, uh, I've been kicked out a few times where I've anchored, where I thought it was okay and had to go somewhere else, but not a big deal. Actually, it was that next bay over. Let's see. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Starigrad, yeah, on Starigrad, around the corner mm-hmm. on Starigrad. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a sore point for cruisers, right? I guess a lot of people feel that you know, if you drop your own anchor, you shouldn't have to pay anything. So yeah, but but I but I hear of this in other places in the you know around the world. I know in Mexico there are places where you're charged for anchoring. In Italy there are well, at least for or are there in Italy? Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard of this. I mean, Croatia is the only one, but they've gotten kind of a a bad rap for it. I've somehow, I don't think about it much anymore. I guess I just automatically don't go to the places where, yeah, where, where they would charge. Mm-hmm. But, no, uh, but, but sure, it's annoying. Yeah, you get your, if you're new, you get your anchor down, you think you're all set, and here some guy comes by and, you know, demands 30, 40, 50 euro out of you. You're yeah, like, and what? it's not <laughs> cheap. I mean, it's not cheap. It's not like 20 euros. It's like anywhere from 30 to 50 to 70 euros, I've found. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not a, a, a tiny amount. It's a that's a good chunk of change for uh, for for really nothing else but a but an anchor on the bottom for you. But yeah, anyway. So let's continue on. So Havar, you uh, spent a night there, and then you went out to some of the uh, the islands. Then yeah, I actually spent three nights in Havar. I mean, the place is pretty sticky. I mean, it's hard to leave. Sometimes you have to force yourself because I mean, it's it's just that fun. I mean, most places in Croatia, most of these island villages, you know, a night is enough. You pull in in the evening, you know, you, you go out for dinner, you have a couple beers, the next day you might hit the little grocery store, bakery. There's not a whole lot to do, so it's really conducive to just kind of keep moving. But VAR is just, just a lot going on. So it's usually pretty um, crowded, though. Did you just show up early enough to get a spot? I pulled in, well, there's a couple tricks. So they have these 12 mooring buoys on the west side of the little, you know, of the really central harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you either get there like 11, 12 on any other day or on a Friday or Saturday when the charter boats are gone. You can pretty much march right in, even even in high season. 
and get one of those elusive, you know, 12 mooring buoys. Ah, okay, because I see you're right. There's a bunch of boats tied up right along there, and there's where you where you are. I've uh, anchored there when they let you anchor, but I don't think they even let you anchor in there anymore, do they? No, they don't. Yeah, it used to be, and it's kind of crazy to think about. But, yeah, my first time, first few years there, you could just drop anchor right in the middle of the whole thing. And uh, and it was just chaos. There's so many boats, and you had the mega yachts trying to moor, and it was, yeah, I, it's hard to believe they let you anchor there before. But uh, yeah, it's it's better not to. So, but they they put those mooring buoys out, and most of the time you get a mooring buoy out front, and you need to take a couple of sh- uh, lines to shore. You know, there mm-hmm. the, the key where you tie up. The, yeah, and it's too shallow. You know, and typically you'll moor all the way up against the key, but the key or the water in front of the key on that side it is too shallow. So you have to be about about twenty meters off, um, in order to. So then you have to take your little dinghy. You have to kind of pull yourself along your mooring line back and forth to, to shore. So I have anchored there, also that bay to the uh, to the east, uh, that big bay to the east. And also I've anchored, uh, from where you were anchored there, there's one bay, two bay, and then three bays, which is open to the west, right next to, it's called President, P- President Beach Pustine, I guess is what it's looking like here on Google Earth. And that mm-hmm. was very, very well protected. But the people in the hotel said, tomorrow you get out of there because it's going to be, uh, it's open to the winds. And it's, it was absolutely treacherous when the winds are coming in from the wrong direction. Whereas Havar seems to be fairly protected from most weathers, most winds. Havar, it's, it's okay. I mean, you know, the typical wind, when the Maestral is blowing, that's kind of the good weather wind. Yeah, the wind kind of blows from, from the west straight mm-hmm. down the channel and and the swell can wrap in to to the main little harbor could get kind of annoying in the wrong conditions and that spot you're talking about there's a little there's a little seawall mm-hmm. and a bay facing west that's yeah that's off limits now i have actually um med moored behind that oh. wall myself in the past but now so there's a sign that you no longer huh? so much is changing yep. yeah so much sure. is getting Mm-hmm. It's a nice place to swim, though. Yeah. That's one of my things. You know, during the day, you want to chill out. You, there's this beautiful path from town all the way around to that bay you're talking about in front of the hotel, and it's a it's a great swimming spot. You can jump off the seawall, and you know, of course, it's beautiful clear water as most places in Croatia. So, still still a cool spot. But yeah, you can't take the the free mooring there anymore or anchoring. And then a leisurely sail down to where did you go from that? Ah. Uh. Well, so what I'm trying to do here is, is kind of see some of the, either some things I'd missed or not seen enough of okay. you know, on my final, uh-huh. on my farewell tour. So uh, from VAR, I did spend a night in a nice anchorage on Korchula before continuing on to Lastovo. And Lastovo I'd only been to one time before. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little out of the way. It's, um, it's um, yeah, if you see on Google Earth, it's, it's a bit of a detour. And it's, you know, most people like to go to Korchula and Korchula Town. And it makes it hard to also go to Lastovo. But yeah, Lastovo is a really pretty place. Uh, they've even de- designated the whole thing basically a national park, which is also just an excuse to, to collect more fees from people. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I've, uh, really cool. I've been to Lastovo on where you have the overnight there, but it looks like you pulled into uh, a couple other places, but just sort of poking your head in and out on this day. Is that what you were doing on this dra- route? As I came in from the northwest, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. You navigate. I mean, the navigation there is amazing. You come in through these little islands, and then you wrap around inside this bay. And where I paused for a bit, 
Uh, they have one of these submarine caves, you know, these ah, that they okay. dug out for back in the wartime. And, uh, and that's kind of neat. You can kind of anchor or tie up in or near the cave, and it's fun to go in, explore, jump off the sides a little bit, you know, get a little, little, little adventure. So, so, yeah, I made a little afternoon pit stop in front of one of those. And they have a number of these submarine caves throughout Croatia. I think this is the southernmost one. I think there are a couple on the island of Brač, and then I know of a, a couple up on the island Dugi Otok, which is yeah, a bit outside of Zadar, further north. Yeah, and so, you go right by fun. you go right by one also on your way into uh, Shibenik. You yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one on the right. You go right by it. You can't avoid it. It's right there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and they're fun. You know, my all my friends, you know, my crew loves to kind of. It's just kind of neat. It's kind of a different thing. Um, in fact, I think the previous summer, I was trying to test. It was no one was around. It was super calm. So I actually took my boat into the opening and tried to see if we would actually fit. <laughs> but but my boat was about about two meters too tall to okay. fit. And I had a guy, one of my crew, swam in, climbed up to the ridge, the top, and said, "No, no, that's that's as far as you gotta go." <laughs> Before I lost the mast, but but yeah, we gave it a shot. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't see that. I, I looked at that bay when I went by there. I went right from uh, from where you anchored uh, right up to Corchula and stayed at the main town on in Corchula. But I didn't uh, poke around in there, and I wish I had. It's a neat little lost. bay. So, yeah, yeah. The, place, yeah, the place where I overnighted, uh, Scrivena Luca, is this, this perfect little protected bay, and there's one of the main restaurants there uh, has its own pontoon with probably room for, I don't know, maybe 30 boats or so. Mm-hmm. With all, you know, electricity, water, you know, all the things you need. And I think the pontoon is actually free if you eat. Or am I, well, you I know, may or may not be right. I don't know, because I anchored in that bay, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't even go ashore. I just anchored there and hung out there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I did see that pontoon and a lot of boats there. But uh, I couldn't tell you. But uh, was the restaurant good? Yeah, yeah, decent. You know, yeah. No one really typically raves about you know Croatian restaurants or <laughs> the ones out on the island. But uh, you know, it hit the spot. Let's say, let's say that. And and how magical! You're sitting there at your table and you're just looking down, and you know, your boat is floating right there on the on the pontoon. So yeah, it's a, it's a cool setup. Um, and, and, you know, I don't mind a pontoon sometimes. A lot of cruisers will, you know, brag about, you know, how many nights they didn't stay in any kind of marina or, or tie up, you know, that they anchored every single night of the season. But it's kind of fun. You meet people, you know, it's, uh, it's a little social. Your crew can step on and off the boat, you know, at, at their leisure. And so I don't mind tying up sometimes to land. It's, uh, oh, no, I, I, I enjoy it, especially when I'm with, uh, with guests because they want to get off and go out to eat, you know. They don't want to. They don't want my cooking. I'm not. I don't necessarily want to cook for them, and I sure as heck don't want to clean up. So, yeah, I I will typically try to find a place to tie up when I'm with guests. But mm-hmm. when I'm with my family, we tend to anchor a lot more. So, but yeah, you headed out and you headed up to those islands, and those are national parks, aren't those? Those the uh, four or five little islands that you went up and around. Yeah, like yeah, Last of O and the kind of surrounding islands. Yeah, are all part of. You know, are designated a national park. So just kind of, you know, we were, there was no wind at the time, so we are just kind of motoring through. And it's just the, the scenery is just really cool. And just kind of navigating, you know, in between these islands, it's just, it's just so scenic. We probably took a swim spot. It's, it's calm enough. Or, or even, you know, normally if we're, you know, let's, a typical day for me typically is kind of, you know, you sail two, three hours, drop the hook for lunch, and then sail another couple hours. 
and then you know tie it for the night. So, so, so last, uh, last, last summer was a big change for you then, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, but yeah, here navigating it through these islands, you know, we're under motor. Then I think we did put the set. We had a nice little spinnaker run then all the way down to Millet. Ah, okay. M L J E T. So, Millet is cool. The western part is also designated a national park. Um, and there it's kind of cool when you pull into Pomena, where I spent that next night. Um, there are a number of restaurants which, uh, you know, have moorings. You know, they, they have a key, you know, deep water you can back up to. And most of them even have, you know, the slime lines. They have the mooring lines already set. So they're they're standing there just like in a marina holding up, you know, holding up the slime line for you. And and in that case, you know, totally for free, Konoba, which means restaurant, Konoba Ana, had spot for like five, six boats. And um, yeah, welcome to stand. And yeah, it was nice. And then you eat right there. I mean, the table is like just a few steps away from your boat, which is, which is super cool. You know, I've never stopped. I've I've taken a bicycle and ridden around to Pomena, but I've never taken my boat around there. But uh, yeah, it looked interesting. But you've spent there, and also you looks like you poked down that other big bay to the to the west of Pomena as well. Yeah, I had a look in there. I think we took a swim stop. I think we kind of went in and um, probably dropped dropped the hook for half an hour just to you know it was, it was probably hot. <laughs> So we swam. But one of the things, you know, like I said, I was kind of my, my sort of farewell tour of the Adriatic. One thing I had never done and, and the kind of the highlight of the island Millet is the uh, the saltwater lakes, they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big attraction. I guess that's why they call it a national park. And so finally, and I'd, I'd been in Pomena a few times and never really kind of got the energy to do it. But me and one of my crewmates, we, we rented bikes, a couple of mountain bikes, and we you know did the proper tour around the, the saltwater lakes. Which is totally nice, really beautiful thing to do. So it is gorgeous. I can't believe all these years you've never done that. That's something I do every yeah, right? time I go. So it's interesting. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was an all-day thing, and kind of there's this idea of keep moving. But we did it in you know left mid-morning, and we were back in plenty of time to get on and sail to the next spot. So, so but it was yeah, it was nice. I'm glad I did it. But like I said, it was kind of like let's let's knock out the punch list items uh, as um you know. <laughs> And for the first time, it was pretty calm conditions, so we sailed, actually mostly motored, along the south side of the island, which was, which I'd never done. And I've cool. never, you know, the south. I've never done that either. But I did come around and uh, poke my nose in around the bottom where, but but never, I never gone down the south side of the island. So that's talk about it then. It's just. You know, this is, it, it kind of reminds me up north of a really another Long Island called Dugiotok, which actually means Long Island in Croatian. But these, these southern, you know, the southern face of this island is so exposed to, uh, you know, to, to waves and sea and weather and all that. So it's a little more, um, there's, there, you know, drop, you know, cliff drop offs and, you know, it's just more rugged looking. Whereas the other side is, you know, kind of nice, you know, gentle tree lined slopes just kind of you know, descending to sea level. So a little more dramatic, you know. We usually go on the inside because it's just flatter water and that's more comfortable sailing. But since it was it was pretty calm, about halfway down, we actually found a really cool sea cave where, I don't know, I don't know where all these people, there were like 50 people hanging out on this sea cave, kind of jumping in from different heights and swimming through a big tunnel. So you can kind of see that spot where I... Yeah, I can see uh, that. So the cave goes all the way into that little pond on the other side then, it looks like. So it's an under... An... A, a tunnel through the uh, through the mountain is that what it is? 
It is, yeah. And okay. It's it's super neat, and I was so lucky that just as we arrived, and it's you know when you have these steep drop offs, I mean the water goes down. I mean you can be you know probably twenty meters from shore in like fifty meters of water. I mean that's how mm -hmm. you know steep these things drop. But somehow there was this one buoy, you know, a mooring buoy just there, and a sailboat was on it, but he was just leaving. So that enabled me to, you know, kind of tie up, and then, then me and the whole crew could go in together and kind of oh, okay. leave the boat. So otherwise, I would have maybe motored the boat in circles or just kind of floated or hovered while, you know, my two crewmates went in. We might have taken turns doing that, but this was much better just to yeah. grab that buoy, of course. Yeah, it looks like a real interesting spot. Cool. It's cool, yeah. I was happy, yeah. Like I said, you know, starting to see new things already, right? Just like mm -hmm. forcing myself to do things I hadn't done uh, in Croatia before. Yeah, so so I kept on motoring, you know. I think that was a pretty calm day, you know, pretty windless. Or maybe, you know, you got six knots from a stern. You're not going to really sail in that. So so motored along and then, yeah, anchored off the uh, east tip in Millet there. It's kind of a little favorite spot of mine. Um so. Yeah, I've anchored there before, I'm sure. It looks, uh, yeah, I've I've anchored in that area or around the corner. Actually, I, I did anchor there. I went around the corner to that bay just on the other side of that peninsula, on the inside there is where I've anchored where mm -hmm. that bay. But uh, where you anchored looks like it's pretty deep, but maybe it's not so much so deep then. You know, it's pretty shallow, but it's very weedy. So the water looks dark, ah. but it's actually really, really shallow. And the so it's a little hard to get your anchor to bite, and I wouldn't do it if any you know big winds were expected during the night. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, some local came over, and some some local guy on a rib, he comes up to me, I said, oh, "What's this guy all about?" And he was super friendly. He thought, "Oh my God, you're, you know, my my hailing port, like your boat from says San Francisco on the back, I have U.S. flag." And this usually, you know, this mostly gets you know, kind of piques people's interest, right? Mm -hmm. So this local guy comes up, says, "No way, did you?" I mean, and I get this question. So many times was the summer. Did you really sail that thing from, from San Francisco? So, so which I didn't, but some crazy couple did actually. A couple <laughs> from here in the Bay Area. You say, well, the boat came from there. You don't have to say you do. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But the boat did. Yeah, this crazy couple from Palo Alto here in the San Francisco Bay Area. They sail. They sail west and made it all the way to the mess. So they'd been in South Pacific, Australia, Philippines. So. Anyway, so I always have to tell this story many, many times uh, to somehow explain, well, it wasn't me. It was the previous owner. So, But, hey, but this uh, local guy, he comes up and says, well, I have these two, those two black morning blues over there. They're super solid, and you're totally welcome to use them. I, he said he only uses them for his own boats when the weather's getting a little a little rough. So he says, I can totally use those buoys. So, oh, so super nice guy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, totally. And it's fun chit-chatting. Sometimes you know, Croatians can be, especially the officials, but, you know, they can be a little surly and and, 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 and very <laughs> blunt, right? But at the same time, some of them are just so nice. So you kind of have this little, there's a, there's a wide range in Croatia, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I'm seeing you hop over to one of my favorite little languages over there on, on uh, what is the name of that island? Serdado, Serdado, Serdado? But the name yeah, of the Saipan, Saipan, Island of Saipan, right? Yeah, yeah. This island, yeah, Shipan, maybe yeah. it's called. And I was only dropping off a crewmate. There's a little ferry ah, dock right there yeah. in okay. Sudarat. So not I very, came in and left my... It's not very good holding. It's someplace I don't like to stay if there's very much wind, but I've anchored there a few times. So, But, uh, yeah. 
So I dropped off the crew. We continued to the next island, Lopwood, and anchored off. There's a there's a rare sandy beach yeah. on the southeast part of Lopwood called Sunj or something. Sunj, mm-hmm. S-U-N-J. So, yeah, nice spot. Super busy in the daytime. You know, clears out at night. We were just a few sailboats. You know, good holding. Except at 2 a.m., I woke up and there was extremely loud music, and I was like. What boat is doing this? But it was actually from shore. I guess once all the locals finished their shifts over on the other side of the island, you know, their bartender, the waiter shifts, they all came over and they had this party. I mean, the music was, was decent, but it was loud. We were 800 feet away from it, and it sounded like someone had just, you know, placed a speaker on my foredeck. It was, yeah. But that's just, you know, summer in the med. That's you know, what you get. There's a party element. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean... <laughs> I mean, often I'm in the party. Yeah, yeah, it's usually you. Usually, you're the one making the noise, right? Yeah, I'll participate in these things for sure. But in this case, I I wasn't invited, and oh. uh, and I was really hoping to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Now I've anchored there, and also on the north side where there's that big wide open bay in Lapud, and uh, mm-hmm. and when I anchored to where you're talking about, that was very crowded. Like you say, very crowded during the day, but fairly good holding. And lots of room to anchor because it was fairly shallow all the way across there, as I recall. And uh, yeah, there's a swim line, and I, I just pull up. Even even when it's crowded, I just charge up to the swim line and find a little spot, get the hook down. Yeah, it's a good spot. And the beach is sandy. It's crazy. You know, there aren't sandy beaches in Croatia, so it's all rocky shoreline. Yeah. So it's 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 unusual to have a sandy beach. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. And we did walk over the hill that evening to the to the main town for dinner. Um. So, which is a decent little walk. Yeah, that's a good walk. I've done that too, and it was longer than I thought it would be. So, yeah, it looks, it. Uh, but I've done both. And also on the other side, this is one of the stories I've never forgotten. I was anchored on the other side over by the, the main town, and I was a few hundred yards offshore, and there was another big mega yacht even farther out from me, probably a quarter of a mile out from me. And, uh, and I saw... a. a a group of people jump into the water and there was one guy swimming and like three uh, personal watercraft around him, those ski doos or whatever, sea doos, whatever you want to t- call them, uh, escorting him. And he did the butterfly all the way from there, all the way into shore. I thought this guy has to be an Olympic athlete because the butterfly is not an easy, <laughs> an easy stroke to do for long distances. But literally, he did the butterfly all the way into shore. I thought, my God, this guy's really... Really? Yeah, I'd never seen it before, but all the way in. And, of course, I think these were the security guards around him to make sure nobody came up to him. But uh, I never forgot that. Yeah. (laughs) That is super impressive. Yeah. Anyway, so you're continuing on. You're taking... uh, the next town down, I don't think I've ever anchored there in the Green Caves, three Green Caves. Yeah, the next island over, Kolachep, is, uh, yeah, they have a couple spots, you know, and, and now you're starting to get people who are staying in Dubrovnik and taking sort of those day tours mm-hmm. on, the, mm-hmm. on those little excursion boats. So, yeah, there are a couple of cave spots, which are kind of cool. You know, you, we dropped anchor in front of that three green, three green caves, I guess it's called, on Google Earth here. Mm-hmm. And, and swim, and it, it's pretty cool. Um you know, we were pretty spoiled up in Millet with that uh, one on the south side of Millet. That was uh, that was pretty epic, but still fun to kind of park the boat, do a little something different. But it was crowded; there were tons, tons of people. Traffic jam inside the inside the caves because you know, as I said, we're getting close to 
Dubrovnik and, and all of the all of the crowds. Yep, all the all the, the tour boats, the daily tour boats that go up there and stay for fifteen minutes and go to the next the next spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so really that was just a quick stop. So from uh, from Lopud, the, the beach town, the, the next stop was Dubrovnik, where I actually stayed. Usually I have my crew coming in back to back. In fact, one crew, you know, the, the incoming crew is shaking hands, greeting the outgoing crew. And, and then this time I decided to give myself a four-day buffer just to have no crew, just to kind of chill out and, and be on my own for a bit. And, and it helped. I had a, a buddy of mine and his girlfriend were staying in Dubrovnik at the same time. So it was kind of a, just kind of a chill out, hang out, just kind of really take it easy. Sometimes when my crew come, I have this feeling that it, you know, we need to really be moving all the time because they want to see as much as they can in there you know, they're one or two weeks off. Um, so it's nice to give myself just a little, just a little break between, between crews. Now, where did you stop in there? Did you go up to ACI Marina or did you drop your anchor down? Cause I see a bunch of, uh, a bunch of drop pins here. And I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I spent uh, those four or five nights. I was in three different places. You know, so oh. my go-to, um, when the weather is, when the sea is settled enough, my, the problem with Dubrovnik, the old town is just, this is just spectacular, right? Mm-hmm. But there's for the visiting boater, there's there's no marina near the old town. Uh, yeah. The closest place to safely stay is kind of in the, by the new harbor, but then it's it's a, it's a bus ride or an mm-hmm. Uber ride or whatever to the old town. But if the weather is settled enough, you can anchor right off the old town, just off the east side of it, where the the really old old you know medieval harbor was or is still. Hmm. You can anchor right off of that and just dingy right in, which is. To me, that's the way to go. I mean, then you're just, you're in it, you're there, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, I've never done that, never no, even but thought can, about doing that. So I can see yeah, where you It can spent. be a bit rolly. Yeah, yeah. I see the mega yachts sort of out in the middle there quite a bit, but I've never seen, uh, well, I have seen some sailboats farther to the, uh, by the, by the new, har- by the old harbor, just off to the side of that, uh. So that's where you went then, is right there. So that's where you anchored, it looks like. Because it looks like there's one anchorage on the west side of the town and another one on the east side of the old town, as I'm looking at your tracks here. Yeah, and the track gets a little funny. I think my navigation system went off offline uh, a bit, so that's why I see these awkward straight lines. Uh, okay, you know? okay. Like my, this, this orange line looks like it's sailing right across the old town. Which it didn't. Um, west side of the old town, there's some small little. You know, that's where they did some Game of Thrones filming. There's nowhere really to take a take a sailboat. There's some small no. local boats going. I never thought but there so, was, but I thought, oh, did he really anchor here? But obviously, that's a mistake. That drop in there. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, only. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, that drop in. That's where the navigation uh, started again. Yeah, okay. Sometimes there are a couple lapses in the. So, but no. So the main. Yeah. I mean, but I did. So even though I spent most of the time anchored there right off the old town i did go up to the acm marina just to recharge you know sometimes you gotta you gotta tie up nice mm-hmm. to, you know if it hasn't rained in a while you want to you know rinse the boat down do some laundry you know there's a supermarket right in the yep acm marina so easy to provision easy to uh do laundry yeah and uh yeah it's a good marina i've like i say that's where i tend to winter is that marina up there so but where you actually anchored here did uh, did any of the officials come out and tell you you had to move, or did they just leave you alone there? Left me alone. You know, all, it didn't happen this summer, but one summer, and I've anchored here many, many, many times over many years. One time a guy came out from the Port Authority and actually said, you know, the minimum charge for anchoring here is 600 kuna, which is 
basically about 90 U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. And that was the one time in all these years that he came out. And they have a sign. There's actually a big placard on shore by the Port Authority office. And it says that very thing. You know, there's a charge. So, so they go around and they collect from the big yachts. I think I've been mostly left alone. But um, but one time, I was kind of pretty miffed about it because it's so high. I mean, like I said, other places you drop your own anchor, maybe it's 30, 40 euro at the worst case, at least for a small boat like mine, a you know, 36-footer. Um, but man, yeah, I had to cough up 90 bucks one, one time. One so, time. But the way I see it, I've anchored there probably 20 nights over the years. So. Okay. So, so if you amortize that over do... 20 nights, it's not so bad then. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but I tell you what, at this point in the summer front, it was getting hot. It was so hot yeah. that I didn't even dare to set foot into town until, until it got dark, until the sun went down. There was no point being on land because it was it was just horrible <laughs> just yeah it was a hot summer overall it just remained i mean by this time it's what july you know 30 27 you know, 27th, 27th here yeah and it and it's hot so yeah. now but when, i had a good time when, so that was four nights when, when you took your dinghy ashore is there a dinghy dock you tied up on on the inside there not really. You know, you go in, and, and, and this little harbor, if anyone's ever been to Dubrovnik, it's that east side where mm-hmm. the little, you know, little day trips go out. Yeah, you got to just kind of squeeze in among the locals. I was yelled at once. Um, they said, no, nah, you shouldn't do it. But, I, you know, I found a spot where I seemed to be out of the way of others. And it's actually too shallow for even, you know, the water's about a foot deep. So I don't think they could put a local boat there anyway. So, But, yeah, you kind of squeeze in, you know, but... But then you're standing, I mean, it's magical to take your dinghy, let's say it's night, and it's all lit up, and you're just coming into this beautiful old medieval walled like old harbor. It's just, it's really magic. That is Total a, magic. that's a great place to enter the, the town from, is that old harbor there. That is really spectacular. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So, and then, uh, and then it was goodbye Croatia, right? So, uh. Woke up one morning there in Dubrovnik, had a couple new crew ready to go. We uh, we did the whole checkout thing down in Saptat, mm-hmm. which is the southernmost uh, you know departure point, mm-hmm. or where you can check out with customs, I should say. So that went smoothly enough. And then that was pretty sad. I was told the harbor master as he was filling out the exit papers. He says, "Yeah, you know, I've been here so many years, and I'm leaving, and, and I, I can't believe it." <laughs> and uh, so we had he was he was super nice. He was very sympathetic, and said, "Well, come back sometime." So, so yeah, so that was, you know, takes an hour or so to kind of run around to the different offices there. Um, anyway, and then turn the corner, you know, sail down the coast and it's a little sad, you know, leaving. And then just as when you go down the coast towards Montenegro, um, you, you're pretty much a, a beam of the Dubrovnik airport. And the craziest thing is we're, you know, motoring down. There's not a whole lot of wind. There's a plane taking off. And I look, I said, you know what? That's a United Airlines plane. The crazy thing is, I think in the summer, in summer only, I think there are three flights by any American airline into straight from the U.S. to Croatia, and that's the Newark Dubrovnik route. Hmm. This is one of those, you know, three planes a week that just happened to be you know, taking off at the same time and did a big loop in front of us and around us and you know, started flying back towards the U.S. So it was, it was kind of a little surreal. I kind of felt, took that as a sign somehow. It's uh my, my home airline was uh, was waving goodbye. Yeah, when I used to fly into Croatia, I would always have to fly up to Zagreb, but then catch a 
commuter flight down to Dubrovnik. So that, but I was always going on Delta, and Delta only flew to Zagreb. So I, uh, I didn't even know they had any U.S. flights that flew to Dubrovnik. So that's good information. The website for sailing in the Mediterranean and beyond is www.medsailor.com. Again, medsailor.com. Life is short. In the end, all that really matters is the memories you make. So make a few. Go sailing. Joel, you want to know something? What? Every now and then, say what the f***. What the f*** gives you freedom? Freedom brings opportunity. Opportunity makes your future. If you can't say it, you can't do it. If you have any thoughts or comments and you wish to communicate with me, write me by email, franz1 at medsailor.com. Franz1 at medsailor.com. I'm always looking for suggestions or comments on the podcast. If you have people who you think I should be interviewing, I look forward to that information. If you have people that you think I should be talking to on this podcast, let me know their name and their contact information, and I will reach out to them. I've reached out to a lot of people over the years that people have suggested, and quite often they never respond to my uh, my inquiries. So that's why you don't end up hearing from those people that you may recommend. All right, get out there and go sailing. Thanks. <laughs>